said it's actually harder for you to write male characters than female characters. <laughs> I think that was an older interview. Okay. Has it had things changed? Um, yeah, it has. It's uh, but but I know what you mean. What I I know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, good. <laughs> where uh, I don't know the 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 girls' relationships and the way they treat each other just seem to flow better than yeah. than the guys. I guess I guess because I am a guy, I I would get very self conscious when I hmm. wrote men. You know. Um, How so? Like I said, it's more, it's easier now, but well, you just—it's kind of like a, the way a guy a guy lives, you know. A guy's very cautious. Got to keep up being a guy, you know. Got yeah. got to got to make sure he doesn't blow it in front of the pretty girl. Sure. Down walking down the street, or um, you know, you know, because we're 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 born uh, uh, take care of things, you know. We're, we're yeah. born to. To keep the tribe safe, yeah. you know, protect the tribe and, yeah. and all that. Um, so I found it easier for the women because they just had less. Uh, I guess being on the outside of being a, a outside yeah. of of women, I just saw it. It seemed to be less of a keeping up, keeping keeping face. Yeah, you know, um, which which I know is not true. Knowing a lot of women, yeah, you know, they have just as many problems being in public as guys, as guys do trying to, oh yeah, trying to just belong and and, and try to seem cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I guess it's a little counterintuitive because you know the way you're describing it, um, men are more simple, so it should be easier to write for that. Yeah. But, but, I'm I'm the man, so I'm I've got a lot I've got a million things going on in my head, so it's yeah. it's really not that simple. I see. You know, it's so it's more about just being a an observer. But I mean, you have you know if you're if you're trying to write a woman, you know, you're trying you're trying to tap into that that underlying motivation, right? I mean, you're trying to get into her head. You're trying to find... You need to know if she's doing something in a book, you need to know why she's doing that. Sure, sure. But, um... But a lot I leave to the the reader yeah. because I don't want to read a psychology book sure. about women to understand women. You know, I just observe what I see and I, I say well that's kind of different how a man how a bunch of guys would do it bunch of I've noticed a bunch of women together would do it like yeah. this you know from what I've seen you know it's not a, it's not 100% true you know I mean you know because we're all everybody's different sure. but I, I kind of I kind of just try try to balance balance it and I've done a lot of guessing and <laughs> and um been very rarely been called on it. Yeah. So I yeah. think I think I I've kind of tapped found the middle ground. Yeah. Of of how the the reader will accept accept what I'm giving them, you know, with while at the same time giving them what I want to give them. You know, it's it's like what, me and the audience are cool. <laughs> you know, we're okay. Yeah, all right. We understand each other. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you've been, um, you know, this you, you've, you've gotten a lot of acclaim for the way that you 
write women, so you must be doing. You, you must have been doing really good guesswork. Yeah, because you've been and you've been doing it for so long. Yeah, and the, and the very first time a woman told me uh, that they liked the way I did women, yeah. I was I was gone, man. I was just like, okay, no holding back. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I just you know I I, I guess uh, I was I was actually I was I was speaking to an artist uh, earlier who's who's working on an X Men book, and and that was, you know, my initial impression is that because he you know he's I asked him if you know being a white guy writing for Storm is that. Is, is that hard and do you feel like you know because you know, obviously I don't know it's, it seems like the microscope would be on you a little bit more to write to, to you'd have more to answer for as far as writing a you know real genuine character and understanding that experience but you never you never felt that way writing a book where the two leads many of the main characters are women mm-hmm what, what's the question? <laughs> no, I'm. Not, oh, just I that, agree yeah, with yeah. you. I'm just not. Yeah, sure no, no. What, just what. that you, you, you never, um, you never really second guess yourself. No, uh, I, I try not to. Yeah, uh, I do. Sure, but, but I, I try to find that balance. Yeah. You know? I just, I, I wonder because you know your your brother, your brother does, your brother does it a lot as well. So there's, there's some, there's some, there's some commonality there. He has a lot of uh, strong female characters too. Yeah, you just, I, you just, I, I did a lot. You know, it comes down to just a lot of guessing, and yeah. but educated guessing, if you yeah. want to call it that. I don't know if that's really what it was, but, but just kind, kind of trying to, trying to handle it like a grown up. You know, like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna do these characters. Even in a funny position, I'm still gonna handle it like a grown up is doing. It. Like I'm, I'm a responsible grown up who. Who understands who's involved? The reader, yeah, the characters, me, the artist, and I—it's always finding that middle ground. Yeah, but you—you—you you, you know, you're grown up now, obviously, but you weren't uh, as as much back then. I mean, has your has your relationship with the characters changed at all? As you as you've like you know yeah. found your way in the world? Yeah, um, yeah, in a way, in in a in a way. Um, now they write themselves more than they ever have. Yeah. You know, um, I, uh, and it's funny, now there's more of a collaboration between me and the characters mm-hmm. because, because, um, I don't know, I'll just explain it. Um, that I'm not so, I'm not always so scared of. The skateboard of, gang just yeah. rode by. I'm, I'm not so scared to go one way or the other. Like, hmm. like it feels like they would go this way, but I want them to go this way. Yeah. And and like, like, am I making the right decision if I go against the characters yeah. because they because they write themselves? Well, I'm the boss, <laughs> you know. So so now uh, I'm not. I, it's easier for me to to go. No, you're not going to do this. I'm going to take you this way. What are you going to do? Then they, they yeah, then they start writing it again. But um, you know. have, have you ever made a? Have you ever like looked back at something that you know that you had Maggie do that I regret? <laughs> yeah, you all. You, not even that you regret. Well, that that's also a good question. But um, that in hindsight didn't didn't make sense. That it isn't the way she should have gone. Um, yes, but I was able to. I have a knack of writing a whole 
story after that to fix it. Yeah. To make it <laughs> seem like it was intended. I'm serious. I've, I've I believe written, you. Yeah. I've written a lot of my best stories just because I was correcting something I was not convinced with. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. What, what, what's an example of that? Hmm. I can't think anything specific. Yeah. But, but say I made Maggie, like, like uh, say something that I just didn't didn't sit yeah. right with me. Like, yeah. this doesn't seem like Maggie. So then I go, I think, well, maybe she was going through an insecure moment. Oh, or yeah. maybe, maybe she's kind of going through something right now. So the next story, while she's going, she's on to other things, there's still that underlying uneasiness because she's not feeling herself kind of thing. Yeah. And sometimes that helps take it in a certain direction, you know. It's cuz it, cuz you know it, it it's you know you're saying that one of the nice things now is that in a way that maybe you don't necessarily have to think about your her motivation, but it sounds like these points where you've been forced to consider her motivation and to consider why she would have done those things ends up resulting in the best story when you really Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's um because it's still her writing it. It's kind of like, Maggie, Maggie, I fucked you up there. How are you going to get out of this? Yeah. And then as I'm writing it, I'm going, oh, okay. You're going to, yeah. you're going to, oh, you're going to do it this way. Good, good, good. I got this. Okay, good. We yeah. can, we can work with this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, all, it's interesting because it's almost, it's like introducing conflict, but accidentally. You know, you know yeah. it's not conflict from the standpoint of this is this is a plot point, right. but it's definitely it's a conflict. It's that, um, and I you know, and I can certainly see, uh, and, and you know, this is kind of an old storytelling trick, but taking a character out of their element and putting them into a different place is often where the best stories come from. Yeah, because um, partly because I have to work harder to to tell a, yeah. a good story and and to get it right and I have to you know and sometimes it takes a, a long lot longer than usual because it's it's basically making me work <laughs> you know yeah. and which it should yeah it should and um, you know I may have be having a tough time but in the end I'm like that's when I in the end I'm like wow I wrote that yeah is it is it is working with with you know a lot of the same characters for so long? I mean, is it easy to to get a little complacent about it? Um, sure, sure. And uh, every once in a while, I have to I have to ask myself, what it, what does this mean? What yeah. what am I doing? What are they doing? You know, you know. I, we I, all we I, all have to ask ourselves. I that always have to that. jump. I always have to become an outsider of yeah. my own comic. Yeah. And go. Well, what is what am I really doing in these last three issues? You know, it's 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 really interesting. I mean, what is this? Should can I continue this, or should I kind of move move on to other things? Because I don't I don't want it to get in certain funks. You know, what what I consider funks. You know, like yeah, like oh Maggie, you've been you've been a drag for the last five issues. Let's kind of shake things up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um when 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 you do when you do step back and 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 analyze um 
specifically why you've why you've been working you know with 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 that character with the characters around her um what 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 keeps you coming back i i like i like her character i really like um she's the best candidate f- for putting her in a situation i like the way she works out of a certain situation more yeah. than the other characters and i and she's she's very charming to me yeah. and and sometimes when i'm when i'm doing her i have this i get this crush on her and that's why she keeps coming back yeah you know i don't i don't mean for maggie to be just the, the main character she, but she is just the one that that i'm just i just so enjoy hmm. Uh, writing or even torturing <laughs> if you want to call it that <laughs> did, did you uh, you know did you did you know that she was just going to be this kind of like like dreamy dreamy character for you did she did you know early on that you were going to fall, fall for her um i don't know about fall for her but i had planned for her to to be my main uh, catalyst my main yeah. the person that i could throw into any <laughs> to any situation, yeah, you know. and it worked. I, yeah. I I don't I don't know exactly how how that happened. I mean, maybe it was just supposed to work. I don't, you know. it, it, it's interesting, you know. This uh, who who ends up becoming the, the main characters of these of these um, long ongoing stories. I uh, had spoken yesterday with uh, uh, Mark Wade, who's doing an Archie story, and. Um, you know, again, this this uh, guy that I was talking to who's doing the X Men story, and you know, we they, they sort of had similar takes on 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 Cyclops and Archie, which is you know the um, Mark Witt said it best, which is you know that 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 Archie is sort of the the center of the wheel, and that Archie is the well, the way he put it was that. Um, you know the characters are different. The other characters are different versions of him, and and you know I, I think what makes more sense to me to contextualize it is that he is he's he's just kind of them with those characteristics removed. So often, often the um, you know the, the the main character is just sort of the most straightforward. Yeah, and, and if you want to go further, sometimes if you strip them down, they're the most boring. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to say the word. Bo- I don't want to say the B It's kind of like yeah. it's like I always I always say um, uh, when I'm talking about Maggie. I always go, go. Maggie's got no powers. Yeah, Maggie's got no superpowers. She has yeah. less less superpowers than any of my characters. Yeah. and that's what makes her open to be the the center of the wheel. Like that's you were saying. Yeah, I mean, and 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 now literally because. You know, the last few years you've been dealing a lot more closely with actual superheroes. There you go. <laughs> right? I mean, so yeah. that, 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 that's interesting that, uh, yeah, I mean, she is just, she is, she is now kind of a normal person surrounded by people with actual powers. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can even say someone like, like Hopi has yeah. powers because she's a spitfire. Yeah. You know, she's, She's got this thing. That's her power. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, Terry's got this power. Uh, this other person from uh, Penny Century's got yeah. this 
thing. Um, yeah. They all got this quirk that you could say is their power. Yeah. You know, and Maggie's got none. Yeah. And I kind of like that because that just that just lets her lets her soak in everything in. And it's hope he's hope he's got limits. Yeah. You know, as yeah. much as I like doing Hopi and as much as uh, and things like that. Um, there are certain limits to her character. I can't, I can't always make her in the forefront. It's just something about her that works better. Yeah, as a supporting character. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, when 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 you were saying earlier that you you like the way that that she handles things and the way she gets out of jams, um, what, what, what how how would you define that? I mean, what 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 is it? What, what does she do when she gets in a tight spot, the way you see it? Um, well, hmm. Ma- Maggie's one of those... She's just the type of person that has, like I was saying, has no power. Yeah. Yet she is the mo- the person who most wants to help. Yeah. Who want, who, who, or, or maybe doesn't want to help, but feels she needs to help. One of her friends is acting crazy. Maggie's like really frustrated, but she has to fix it somehow, you know, and she's got nothing, nothing to help her fix it but herself. Mm -hmm. And um, I really, I really enjoy that about her. It's kind of like the little engine that could, you know, that, that she's got, she's got, she's got nothing to help her, but she's going to do everything she can to help. It's it's yeah well it's more it's it's and it's more interesting you know I mean that's superheroes are a lot more interesting I mean I'm, I'm this is such a cliche but but you know they're and the reason why Superman traditionally is not the most interesting superhero is because he can kind of do anything yeah you know I mean I I couldn't I couldn't imagine writing Superman and and that's why like. You know that's why you, well, that's why you need crypt, kryptonite, right? right? Because it's not it's not it's not interesting writing a character who can kryptonite just, writes a story. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's not interesting writing a character who can who can do anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, how 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 has your relationship with her changed as as she's aged? Um, I'm enjoying it because. The older I get, the older she gets. The older yeah. she gets, the older I get, and we're kind of growing old gracefully together. Yeah, you know, and she kind of um, she kind of keeps coming back with something new, even mm. if it's even if she's been I've been doing her for so long. There's something fresh about every time I bring her back yeah. that I haven't shown her for a couple of issues. When she comes back, I'm just so excited to see what she's up to, even if she her life's as boring as mine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> do you, do you ever do you ever do you ever feel a little crazy talking about your characters that way? Only in public. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Just that that uh, that that relationship of this. You know, I mean, it's it's almost like. It's almost schizophrenic in a sense, right? Sure, sure. And I think it, uh, in in this sense, it, it helps helps yeah. my stories a lot. Um, I have to treat them like they live on this earth um, because it just makes their world bigger. You know, I know even when I'm doing them, uh, I said this before, but even 
even when I'm n- not doing a Maggie story, but I'm doing someone from her world, um, and they're doing something in uh, Los Angeles, I know that Maggie lives somewhere nearby. Yeah. Not a lot nearby. I just know that yeah. she lives nearby while this is happening. Yeah. You know, I know that I know where Hopi is when when uh, another character is doing something. I know Hopi's living her life raising a kid now. You know, I, it's 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 kind of like I go about life like when I'm drawing comics, I know Gilbert somewhere in Las Vegas, maybe drawing comics or maybe he's out with his family. Yeah. You know, it's it's just that it's kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you, do you think do you uh, how actively do you think about what what they're I mean I, that, that that must be part of, of of writing these stories is thinking about what's going on in their life as these other things are, are happening yeah but it's it, it doesn't have to be so literal it just has yeah. to feel feel like it's uh, just part of your world around you yeah you know outside of your house you know you know you know the world something's happening in the world yeah even if you're in your house dealing with specific issues and and we and you know i i think i had mentioned this to you as we were as we were walking over here we were talking about san diego comic-con and um you go every single year and uh i was saying that i think i would be enjoying it a lot less if it hadn't been for the fact that i hadn't been here for four or five years (laughs) you know um and maybe that's part of it too, you know. Maybe that's part of um, being able to to enjoy the process of returning these characters because you're not always with these characters. You know, if if you if you were Charles Schultz, if you were doing if you were writing Charlie Brown every single day, I yeah. mean, even if you love that character, I could see. I mean, I, I could see being crazy. I mean, he, he and he did. You know, he did. He did go off on some B yeah. stories. And yeah. And here's another thing about him, though. He was he was so good that even if he was doing Charlie Brown all the time, yeah. In order to get a different feel, he would say, "Okay, now it's baseball season." You know. Yeah. And it'd become here come the baseball stories. Yeah. You know. Um, he, okay, after this, okay, he's back in school. There's the little red-haired girl, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it it always seems like a fresh thing, even if it's just the same guy, same Charlie Brown all the time. How, how did the um, how, how did the whole the whole superhero story come about? You know, is that? I mean, I know I know you're a fan of comics, and I imagine that it's something that's been kind of percolating for for a while. Um, but why did you finally, you know, why, why, why did you sort of put that in the forefront? Why did you pull the um, trigger on that? That, that was, um, that started out from, um, that I wanted to do a side project, side from Love and Rockets. I wanted to do a color comic just for a break, you know, yeah. as, as I was doing my Love and Rockets stories, that would be on the su- on the site. Whenever I do that, it ends up in Love and Rockets because it takes so much time <laughs> that I need. Yeah, I need stuff for the new Love and Rockets. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll just put it in here. <laughs> um, that and that had been brewing for many years because um, I had had so many hints about superheroes living in Maggie's world. Yeah, yeah. Even if they, yeah, weren't directly involved with her. You know, um, she had that that neighbor who was um, almost seven foot tall who she uh, who 
she kind of like secretly fantasized mm-hmm. about and goes, you know, I think she's she's here secretly and yeah. and she created that she was this superheroine that was hiding in hiding and this and that and and I just started to create those things and I always had where Penny Century wanted to be a superhero and yeah and this and that and and it just started to build up to where I just wanted to do a superhero comic and I and I also also because I just wanted to sh- do my version of superheroes with my rules yeah and it just all came together and it just turned into this excuse me it turned into this story it's a good it's a good opportunity to both do do something that you've wanted to do with superheroes and also again just to see how these characters would react to it right to see how yeah. and, and would, also how I would react to yeah it. you know uh, I was curious to know how I felt about the whole thing you know after after all these years yeah. you know um, so so it was kind of I it was almost like a challenge to myself like okay I'm gonna do superhero let's see how it turns out superhero story I'm and, gonna, let's and, see how yeah and I know I'm talking about this a bit just and part of it is just we're surrounded by superheroes so it's, it's kind of something <laughs> I've been thinking about a bit but but um, you know how how did you react to it? And did and did, did did you did you enjoy doing it as much as as you thought thought you as you thought you would at the outset? I I had more fun than, than I thought. I oh, had more fun. The the only the only trouble I came across was it was the first story I did in the new annual format. Yeah, yeah. Fifty pages a year instead yeah. of in little chunks. Yeah. Um, that was a whole learning experience for me because I had never done something that vast. All in, you know, I never had written a story 50 pages all at once. Yeah. You know, it's always been chopped up. And I learned, I had to learn a lot of things, a pacing, and and I had to put myself, my brains in a different position. I had to, um, you know, so the first issue when I did it, it was just the f- funnest thing. The buildup was just, was. I was just thought this is the best thing I've done ever. <laughs> when it was time to wrap it up in the next fifty pages, I had not timed it well. Yeah. So I a lot of it was cramped. Yeah. That's why in the collection I added thirty pages and put it in between the scenes because uh, I needed it to breathe, and it. it uh, so it was like, oh my god, I guess I don't know how to do this, <laughs> you know. And it was just learning along the way. <laughs> one of um, <laughs> one, one, one of the reasons I, I, I like uh, hearing you talk about comics is, you know, you you talk about it in a very very pragmatic way, in a way, in a way that I, I don't tend to think about it. And you know, as as, as a writer um, and not a writer of comics, I, there are a lot of things that I I, I don't tend to think of you know I, I, I sort of think of um, story writing as like you know being kind of like a pure thing in a, of itself but you know here you're talking about the idea of literal format of, of these books and, and the constraints that that brings in and one of the things I heard you say a few years back that stuck with me um, all this time and actually comes up in a lot of interviews I have with non-cartoonist I've quoted you on this a few times because I I think that it's it, it's interesting the way it relates to uh, other artistic forms is 
um, you had said that uh, it's important when you're setting out to write a book to find things that you want to keep drawing for an extended period. You know, I, I think you might have been talking about cars at the time. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, but but that but that is but that that's so interesting. And, and you know, and I've talked to um, just you know, like 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 writers and 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 musicians and and have sort of have kind of used you use that as as an analogy that you know that if um you know you're setting out to like create you know, write a novel or um make an album or something you better do something that you're going to enjoy doing you yeah. don't want to find out half halfway through that you don't want to keep drawing that <laughs> yeah yeah it's true and and I, I i i can't i can't think of a specific uh story but you know where you see that the you can kind of tell that the artist uh, kind of yeah. ran out of steam, and then they took a different turn. Yeah. But it shows. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. It's partly being spoiled of being able to do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to want to draw what I don't want to draw. Sure. Basic, basically, sure. you know. Um, if I if I did a story for. Uh, Somebody, else, someone else wrote me a story and and like put put it, made it happen in an antique shop or something. Like, I'm not going to draw all that stuff. Yeah. Let's let's stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, write me something yeah. else. <laughs> and and that has to be a big part again. Getting back to the superheroes, is it has to be as much drawing, drawing them. It's getting you know, get, not just telling the story and finding out how Maggie would react and dealing yeah. with superheroes, but just. Drawing a superhero comic book, yeah, the very base of it. And is that is that also part of what what led you to um, feature women so heavily? Is that it, they're just more fun to draw? Oh, I think it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, people people have asked me in the past. The one of the big questions is always, why women? Why why are yeah. so many women yeah. in your comic? The answer is right there. Yeah. I like drawing women. Yeah. I like drawing all kinds of women. I like, I like. Uh, it's just something I enjoy doing. If I was, uh, if I like to draw cars, I would draw NASCAR comics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would read those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you don't like drawing women quite as much as Gilbert does. <laughs> he, he really, he really, really likes drawing. Uh, I, I, the reason why it, it comes up, and 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 the reason why it's, what why. Why it's interesting uh, is because is because of things like you know like the Bechdel test, right? It, um, you know where you know especially of late these these things that have have um, come up, these conversations that that people have been having, um, you know that, and it's finally dawning on people that you know that there aren't a lot of good roles for for women and that since so many men are writing comics and since so many men are writing movies that it's hard to find a movie with like good lead female characters you know even like it's to the point where this you know this new mad max movie came out yeah and people are calling it a feminist movie because there's a couple of there's like a few strong female characters in it and that's that's almost and, and and this isn't it this isn't um I'm not saying anything against that movie specifically, but are things so bad that 
you get a movie with a couple of lead female characters and everybody talks about how it's the most feminist movie of all time. Yeah, 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 it's, it's true. I mean, when I saw it, because I had heard all the hype before, yeah. and, and when I watched it, I just, I mean, coming from the artist I am, yeah. I just kind of chuckled and said, all you had to do was let her drive the truck. <laughs> all this time, guys. Yeah. All you had to do was yeah. give her the reason and and let her drive the truck. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I you know, the, the, thing, the, the thing I think you, you, you risk, though, I, I, and I think that part of the reason why... It's it's a it's a weird line to walk where um, you know I think people are worried about making outsiders people who aren't them be too stereotypical, but you know then you also run like you know like fr- like getting Magda Peanuts like Franklin is a good example of a character who like he, he's black, but what does that mean? You know, and, and how it, how how is that different than just shading in Charlie Brown? You know, at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. and and how does and how how does uh, what this character is? You know, in in terms of like things like gender and race and background, um, how does that actually define them as a character? Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know if this answers the question, but but. In a way, like you said, you know, how different is Franklin than yeah. just shading, shading Charlie Brown? Um, kind of in a way, that's how my comics yeah. worked. Was was I'm telling you these stories? They just happen to be women. You know, um, I've been told, you know, that, yeah. that I do have an insight, blah blah blah, yeah. on on gender and all that stuff but um but the way i treat it is just like yeah is like what i was saying just let her drive the truck yeah let her drive the truck don't let him drive the truck yeah. let her drive he can do something else let her drive you know it that's my approach to it i mean i mean there's a lot more to it but yeah. but my approach is just and just do it. are you worried about yeah. are you worried about having not having enough black people in your comic put a black person <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you ever think of that? You know, it, it, that's the, that's my approach to it. Yeah. So I mean, maybe I just I, it's just easier for me, you know, than say, yeah, the person I'm telling to do that, you know, they yeah. might be going, "What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I put a black, I put a black person in there? What What do you mean? You know, yeah. to me, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah." There you go, that's Jaime Hernandez. I, I, I don't know what to say about Jaime Hernandez. It hasn't already been said before. One of the all-time cartooning greats. Uh, also, really, really uh, awesome guy to, to, to talk to. I uh, really enjoyed that conversation. We had that on... Um, <laughs> uh, one of my big struggles at Comic-Con, this is still one of those leftover interviews from, uh, from San Diego Comic-Con back in July. Uh, one of my big struggles at the event was tr- trying to find a place to sit down to interview these various cartoonists. Um, you know, none of the booze are really conducive to, to such a thing. Obviously, it's just scrums and scrums of people. So we, uh, we found a spot in the back um, literally just, just, we both, uh, we, we just sat down on a curb on the, on the street, which is why there's all that noise going back and forth. But, uh, very, very, 
uh, nice guy and, and completely willing to just uh, sit on a curb and talk into a microphone. Um, also, uh, had uh, went out um, went out drinking with uh, with Jaime and, and Eric from uh, from Fantagraphics after that, and um, just what a what a completely nice and interesting and wonderful guy. People, you know, it was, it was Comic Con, so there were comics people all around, and people just kept. Um, just walking up to him every every like ten minutes or so and telling him you know what what a legend he was and how much they admired his work. Uh, very very well respected in that community for very good reason. Uh, Love and Rockets. There's a new Love and Rockets. A, a new Love and Rockets. New stories number eight. You can check that out on Fanographics. That's coming out in the very near future. Um, there's also 33 years worth of books to to go and check out. That's uh, that's the Hurt and his brothers Jaime and Gilbert and sometimes Mario. Um, highly recommend it. You know, I it's this it's one of those things that's I, it's 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 hard to tell people where to to kind of get into the book because there's been again three decades worth of worth of them. I think the new stories is as good a place as any. Uh, they're only about eight deep right now, so you can go in and, and check those out. There's also uh, Fanographics in the last uh, like five or so years has also started putting out these really terrific um, thicker volumes of some of the early works. Um, highly, highly recommended, and highly recommend uh, uh, sitting down and, and talking to Jaime if you have a chance. Thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that. Uh, thanks to Jack at Fanographics for setting up that interview at Comic-Con. Thanks to Brian, as always, for editing the show together. Uh, thanks to you, the listener, for being a listener to the show. If you liked what you heard, please rate us on iTunes. Uh, we could we could, we could, could use some more ratings. Got a couple more in recently, which I appreciated, uh, but uh, you know, the, the more, the merrier at this point. Um, and while you're over at iTunes, check out uh, some of the other fine podcasts from the Boing Boing Podcast Network. What else? There's a Tumblr. That's rylcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to find all of your RYL-related information. You can send us a note at rylcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback. We've got a Facebook. Like us over there. We'll try to start uh, updating over there as well. Uh, that's. I think that's about all I got this week. Lots and lots of great shows lined up, so stick around. We will be back just about this time next week with another episode of RYL. Yeah.